We remain standing in honor of our gospel reading. In John, we hear Jesus pray for all those who follow him, that we may be united as one with God through the relationship of Jesus. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I glorified you on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you gave me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave to me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf. I am not asking on behalf of the world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me, because they are yours. All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am counting to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one, as we are one. This is the word of the Lord. Please pray with me. Dear God, we are grateful for this time when we come together and worship. Help us to open our hearts and minds to what you are calling us to do through your scripture today. In your name we pray. Amen. I love pizza. My family goes to Uncle Matteo's right down the street fairly often after church on Sundays for lunch. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's kind of like Qdoba, but for Italian food. (laughs) They have pizza, salads, crostinis, and paninis. They even have the cool little Coke machine that's touchscreen and you can choose shots of flavor. I usually go with cherry vanilla or Dr. Pepper. I like to put extra cheese on my pizza with green pepper and onions. And sometimes, if I'm feeling really adventurous, I'll go with banana peppers and tomatoes. When you first walk into Matteo's, you're immediately hit with the smell of seasonings like garlic and pepper, and the smells of dough baking and tomato sauce, and all the vegetables and meats that are heating up in the oven. Now that I've made you all hungry, you can see how my family and I would be so focused on getting inside the restaurant one Sunday afternoon that we didn't notice a young man roaming around outside that needed some help. We'd just gotten our pizzas, and it was an adventurous kind of day for me because I got banana peppers on mine. (laughs) Uh, When this man walked in, asking customers for money. At first, my reaction was that this was very strange and that he was being extremely rude because I'd never seen someone do that before. But then I noticed the condition of his clothing, the dirty, torn T-shirt, jacket, and sweatpants. I assumed he was wearing everything he owned since it was hot out that day, and he probably wouldn't choose to wear sweatpants. The backpack he carried was small and seemed to be his only possession besides his clothing, and he smelled like he hadn't showered in days. He needed help. 
Before I knew it, another customer at Matteo's was offering to buy him a pizza instead of giving him money. The man didn't seem too thrilled by this idea, which made me think he wanted the money for something other than food. But he came back. He had the person order his pizza that had offered to pay for it and didn't act polite. Not once did I hear him say thank you. So did the man really deserve this act of kindness? Probably not. But even so, the person who ordered him the pizza continued to be kind. They knew this man was hurting, and that really stuck out to me that day. This was after we had chosen our scripture for today's service, and I couldn't help but think about how this man was suffering and how I hadn't noticed at first because I was so focused on getting my food. A lot of times we get used to simply going through the motions of our daily lives so much that we become immune to the sufferings of others around us and our own sufferings. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, it says, to cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Sometimes we tend to overlook our anxieties and troubles because we don't want to expect others to carry our struggles with them or we think that others just won't care. One thing that youth really struggle with is comparing themselves to others, and I'm sure that this is true for everyone to some extent. But I often find myself looking at other girls in my grade and thinking, wow, they have the perfect life. They always look nice and seem all put together, and sometimes I might feel small because I have struggles and I feel like no one else can understand or that no one else has the same problems. However, I find hope in verse 9 when it says, For you know that your brothers and sisters in all the world are undergoing the same kinds of sufferings. I don't think that this means we all experience the same problems. But it lets us know that no one is perfect and we all struggle every day with something. There is hope in that our God will restore, support, strengthen, and establish us continually. I don't know if you heard in the news But my school was the main topic of discussion about two weeks ago. I attend Atherton High School, where we have an extremely diverse student body that we pride ourselves in, and where everyone has the opportunity to be themselves. I have always felt like I could live up to my full potential, and that my peers and I could be open with and respect each other's opinions. But this particular week was a rough one for me. The SBDM, which is a board made up of parents, students, and teachers, brought up the issue of a transgendered student requesting to use the girls' restroom and locker rooms. As you can guess, this brought about a lot of conversation and news cameras in the halls and classrooms of our school. At first I thought, what's the big deal? A girl wants to use the restroom, just let her use the restroom. I soon learned that all of my friends didn't think about this the same way that I did, and that was really hard for me. My friends that I had been comfortable around for the past four years suddenly made me feel uncomfortable. Over the course of three days, I had countless conversations about gender identity, and it was very hard for me to keep an open mind when it came to my other friends' more close-minded point of views. I heard so many hateful words spoken about this girl, and it made me feel awful. Although I'd never met her or even knew who she was, I knew that this had to be a rough time for her. Here she is, finally starting to be her real self around her peers, and now she's being talked about in the news and by everyone in her school. I can't even imagine how hard of a week it must have been for her. I knew she was struggling, and I found myself sharing that struggle with her. As hard as I tried, I couldn't get through to my friends. I understood their point of view and respected that, and all I wanted for them to do was respect mine. 
This is a topic that is becoming more controversial in our world today. There is no black or white answer, but I trust that God will lift us up in due time, just as our scripture says. I feel blessed to be a part of this church community, because without the love of God that is working through the people of this church, I don't think I would have been able to speak my true thoughts to my friends or to keep my cool in the heat of an argument. As Christians, we are called to share the sufferings of the world. After all, didn't Jesus die on the cross to forgive our sins, to share in our sufferings? In John chapter 17, verse 11, Jesus prays, Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that, we may be, so that they may be one as we are one. So that they may be one as we are one. We are one through Christ. We are one through the sufferings of the world. We are one. Some of you might be thinking of this as a downer. Yes, everyone is suffering, and that's sad. But I find hope in that we are all in it together, and we will always have Christ. One of the things I find the most comforting is that Christ conquered death. The one thing that we are all probably terrified of, Christ conquered. And through this, he has given us hope in the darkest of times. The first Peter scripture tells us that we are supposed to rejoice and that we participate in the sufferings of Christ. I've seen the sufferings of Christ through my school and Louisville community. But another area where I've witnessed a lot of suffering is through the children of Touching Miami with Love. The past two summers, I have had the honor of going on the high school mission trip to Overtown in Miami, Florida, to work with the students and staff of Touching Miami with Love to help lead a summer camp for a week. For those of you who are not aware, Overtown is a rough place, to say the least. Overtown is a place where stoplights flash yellow to avoid carjackings, where the high school dropout rate is about 66% where fathers are imprisoned for drug dealing, where there's a convenience store on every corner where the kids consume junk food instead of having a grocery store where they have access to fresh, healthy meals. Last summer when we were there, a main topic of conversation amongst the kids was about a girl who was shot in the butt during a drive-by shooting. She She just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. These kids talked about this as if it was no big deal, a normal occurrence, I remember hearing one of the kids, Jamari, the first day we were there saying, Hey, did you hear Dinesia got shot in the butt? He said it so casually, it scared me. I think it is very safe to say that this is one of the places where the world is suffering. You'd think these kids probably don't ever stand a chance, that they have so much going against them that it's impossible for them to overcome these obstacles. But I've worked with these kids, and I've seen how truly amazing each and every one of them has the potential to be. And TML works to bring out the best in all of them. Our youth group has been able to share in these sufferings. We've been able to share in laughter, games, songs, field trips, dances, and so much more that have brought glimpses of hope into their lives. Through this, we have rejoiced in Christ's sufferings. I'm so glad that I've had the opportunity to work with the kids and to let them know that I carry their struggles with me. Not one day goes by where I don't think about my little guppies. Jamari, Liwan, Levon, Zuri, Ellie, Gabby, Joskar, and Nas. I've been able to share so many stories with my friends at school and my family. I feel like this is really a testament to the scripture when it says we're all sharing in sufferings. 
My school is now beginning to be involved with touching Miami with love through our Change for Change fundraiser in my Holocaust class. Starting the first day of school every year, our teacher, Mr. Pinner, has this dirty silver box that he will shake in all of our classes, asking if anyone has any Change for Change. Change for Change is something that we started where all of his classes will just throw change into the box each day during the school year, and at the end of the year, we choose a charity or two that we would like to give a donation. This year, I'm so happy to say that Touching Miami with Love is one of the organizations that we are sending some of our money to. I made a campaign in class to talk about what TML does and how a small donation can go a long way. And my, classes rec- my classmates recognize that this was a place where children are hurting and can be helped. My school is now beginning to share in the suffering. We are one. Christ is moving in our congregation and through our world. No matter the paths of life we take, we can be assured that God is with us. And because of that, we are all walking our paths together. Whether you're a teenager who is going through the struggles of adolescence, someone who is experiencing a loss, a struggling youth in Overtown, or even just someone who's had a bad day, you can find peace in that the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, after you have suffered a little while, will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. To him be the power forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious God, continue to walk with us when we are struggling. Help us to not feel ashamed or scared to share our struggles with others. Help us to know that it's okay to have others help us carry our fears, sadness, and burdens. We look to you for strength in our times of hurt and need and look forward to the day when you will lift us up and restore our strength. For this we give thanks. In your name we pray. Amen.